Welcome to the How to Anything podcast. My name is Nick Billock, and this podcast is all about translating my 50 or so years on this planet into stories of how to do so many things that sometimes have everything to do with each other and other times nothing at all. My goal in each episode is to tell you the how behind something sprinkled in with life experiences that have literally taken me around the globe. Thanks for tuning in. So let's get on with this episode. Hello and welcome to episode 24 of the How To Anything podcast. Welcome. If this is your first time, welcome. And for those who have been here for many episodes, uh, thanks for coming back. Uh, Today's going to be somewhat of a somewhat of a testimony type of uh, story or podcast or discussion um, regarding a recent knee injury I had. So it's going to be how to recover from knee surgery. And it's really my journey. I just want to say what happened and then describe um, how I worked around that, you know, who I went to go see, what I did, what worked, what absolutely did not work, and where I where I am today. So what inspired this episode was the workout for today. And I'm a member of CrossFit Lynchpin. I work out in my garage. And today's workout, which would scare away just about anybody at a CrossFit gym around the world, if they saw this workout on the schedule for today, pretty much nobody would show up, I think. It was a 5K run. That's right, just a 5K run, 3.1 miles, and that's it. And there's a kind of a joke in the CrossFit world about CrossFitters hate to run, which I would say the majority of that is true. I have a running background and my injury, it all became apparent actually on a running workout back when we were in Aruba on vacation um, in late winter. Um, It was early 2023, I believe in February. So let's just start right there. So back in February of 23, there was a workout scheduled and I still did workouts on vacation. often used no equipment whatsoever, but today it was three by one mile repeats. So all that really means is that you properly warm up, uh, get everything, uh, firing, you know, do a lot of like high steps and butt kicks and knee raises and stretch out and just take care of yourself. You don't want to pull a muscle or anything like that. That's really important when you do sprints, but a one mile, even then you're going with some serious intensity. So if I'm going to run five miles or 10 miles, certainly I'm not going to be running at the pace that I would for just a one mile. Now I have to do it three times. So it's not a hundred percent, but it's definitely got my heart rate way up there. So I was doing this workout and at the end of the very last one, I wouldn't say I felt anything until after because I limped for the rest of the day. And that was more of a sightseeing day uh, in our, excuse me, our, our skydiving day was, I believe three days later or two days later. Uh, So this hadn't even happened yet. So I finished the last one mile repeat and something, something just didn't feel right in my left knee. I would describe it as on the inside of my left knee, I could squeeze it, I could kind of hit it, whatever. I felt nothing from the outside, but inside was like this twinging pain. And I limped for the rest of the day. And in fact, for many weeks after that, 
anytime I would be sitting for a while and would get out of a chair, out of the car, I would limp for a bit until it kind of got warmed up. So that happened, really caught my attention. I wasn't really sure what it was, but I started immediately kind of scaling around different workouts. And I went and saw, I had a, I believe I had a primary care doctor appointment and that was extremely unimpressive. They wanted me to put some type of topical steroid cream. That was it. That that was their treatment of it. I never even got that. Uh, Then I started going to our local chiropractor, which our whole family goes to uh, when, when needed and been very happy with that. Uh, he did some, some x-rays and really he was impressed with, you know, I had 17 years of marathons, ultra marathons, and I've really beat the tar out of my, my knees. And he found that they were in great shape, maybe just a little bit of arthritis and cartilage is still there. Uh, there's no bone on bone happening. So he did a lot of things that chiropractors do. Uh, did a lot of adjustments. I went there many, many, many times. And he said from the beginning, quite honestly, if what I do over time does not give you relief and fix this, then you probably want to go to a doctor, get an MRI and look into this further. And that's what I ended up doing. So I saw him for many weeks. And while anytime I went there, I very much enjoyed the adjustments and how I felt when I left but it really wasn't fixing the the actual pain and discomfort I was feeling. So before I go into how I got it fixed, I want to talk about how I scaled and I adapted because I never stopped working out. Something that I need personally every single day, well, except for two days a week, I do take rest days. Um, but what I need is that early morning workout, whatever it happens to be, You know, one thing I love about CrossFit is that it's never the same. It is constantly varied movement, programmed intentionally. So tomorrow, for example, it's a heavy day. It is a heavy barbell. There's no high intensity anything. Today, we're literally running. Yesterday was a lot of gymnastics and uh, jumping and different things. So it's different every single day. So during this time period where I'm basically trying to figure out what's wrong with me, I'm trying to be smart because I want to prove through my walk that no matter where you are in your fitness journey, that you can find a way to do things. Whether you've had knee replacement, hip replacements, you're missing a limb, um, whatever it happens to be, you can find a way to take a workout, adapt it to fit you and meet you where you are and and move the needle forward. So what I stopped doing was I stopped running because that direct impact definitely did not feel good. So until I got this resolved, I was not going to run. So when running was programmed, I was either using our uh, ski erg, our echo bike, which is an air bike, or we have a rower. And none of those things really felt bad. So they felt good. So I would adapt that way. I also stopped jumping. I didn't jump on a box anymore. I did some step ups, but I did not jump anymore. And then I did not lift heavy as far as squatting. So I could do some air squats. I did those. However, when it came to squatting under a heavy barbell, 
I stopped doing that. What I found was is that when I would start going down deep into the squat, I would really have to change my leg and knee and foot positions. And I was basically working around the discomfort and putting myself in weird positions to try to not hurt. That was not doing anything good for me. Matter of fact, I could be even making it worse. So until I got it resolved, I just had to say, I'm just not going to do this at this time. So squatting heavy, running and jumping, I put on the back burner until I could get it fixed. So when the, so that's how I did fitness. That's how I worked around it. And I kept doing that. And then eventually I was actually, we were rocking with friends in downtown Akron. And this is the true story. I was on a ruck that I struggled through. Uh, that ruck hurt that I, when I was done with it, I limped and I was sore for a couple of days after. But on that ruck with our friends, uh, their daughter is a very, very recent graduate of medical school. And I was just talking about our, or, or my journey with my knee. And what I love about Caitlin is her name is that she was, she's just brutally honest, you know, just like her parents, they tell you exactly how it is, which is awesome. And obviously never practiced medicine as far as, as a practitioner in an office, she's right out of medical school and done a whole lot of different experiences. But one thing that she kind of drove home was go see a doctor, go see an orthopedic doc, get an MRI. Don't beat around the bush anymore. Go straight to the professionals who do this. So we got online and we're near, we're not too far from the uh, Canton football hall of fame, the NFL football hall of fame. And near there is Omni orthopedic. And I wanted to find a doctor who in their bio was athletic, maybe a runner, crossfitter, something like that. So when I walked into the room, I wasn't going to be shunned for CrossFit because the truth is um, a lot of people hate on CrossFit, but I wanted to try to get around that. So we found one and his, his name is Dr. Brian Blake at Omni Orthopedic in Canton. Resume looked incredible. A graduate of the Ohio State University. Lots of, just lots of history with him that looked awesome. He was a runner. A uh, younger gentleman, probably in his late 30s. And honestly, I was like, what do I have to lose? They're in network. I can go there. My insurance is going to cover it. Let's take a shot. So I set the appointment. I get in there within a week. And they take x-rays right on site. And he sees enough right off the bat to prescribe me meloxicam, which to me is like the best thing ever. It's like ibuprofen, uh, but to me, it's better. You take one in 24 hours. I love it. Um, highly recommend it. But anyway, he saw, he saw what he needed in order to request an MRI. That got approved by insurance because they are so expensive and they actually have MRI machines uh, right there on site at Omni Orthopedic, which I believe it's called Omni United. They, they merged with Spectrum Orthopedics, but Regardless, they're in the Omni Orthopedic in Canton near Belden Village Mall. And got the MRI and then saw him again. And it was a medial meniscus tear. So the way I try to describe this, I'm no medical person. 
But if you had a potato and you grabbed a peeler and you just started to peel one side of the potato, but then stopped halfway. So you had that little dangling piece of potato peel. That's basically what it was on the inside on the inside of my knee, like really inside, but on the interior of my leg. So not on the outside. So he said, that's, that's surgery. He said, we'll go in, we'll have two different uh, spots, uh, two incision points, and we'll go in from the bottom. We'll fix it and we'll get it fixed. So we scheduled that surgery. All this is moving really quick. So within like two weeks, it's scheduled. And I have an issue with vasovagal syncope. So when a needle so much as grazes my skin, if I'm not ready for it, and if my heart rate is very low, I will pass out. I'll literally flatline. So been diagnosed with this and nothing I can do about it. And honestly, staying more fit with a low resting heart rate just keeps me more susceptible. But I, I told everybody about that because to go into, when, I, when someone says they're going to cut me open and they're going to put maybe some local anesthesia and start you know, prodding me and needles. It terrifies me because I don't care about blood. I don't care about knives and needles or anything like that, but my body reacts to it and I can't control it. And the longer I go without passing out, the more resilient I become to it. So I don't want to pass out. Plus it's often ugly when I come back. Um, I won't go into that. That's probably a whole nother podcast episode. So I told everybody that and what they decided to do was because of that, they decided I was going to get general anesthesia. That means I'm going totally under, which made my day, honestly. That means the only needle stick I was going to have to be concerned with was an IV that would be there pre-surgery. And then the mask would go over my nose and lights out and that's it. That was awesome. So we go in surgery day and honestly, I can't tell you a single bad thing ever about Omni Orthopedic, this entire process from start to finish, from my initial meeting to every staff member I came into contact with, they've been incredible bar none. So I get there and I don't even sit down in the lobby. They're on their way out to get me. And uh, Marjorie, my wife is with her, with me because you are required to bring somebody that can then take you home. Um, I had fasted like I was supposed to. I was ready to go. They have actually issued me crutches, which I never used, by the way. Spoiler alert, never use the crutches. And so I go in there. They prep me and get the needle in. He does a fantastic job. The anesthesia uh, doctor comes in, talks to me. Dr. Blake comes in. It's funny. I don't know how many times they wanted to verify, okay, it's your right knee, right? Your right knee. And he even initialed, uh, Dr. Blake initialed his initials on right above the surgery spot. I think just as confirmation and even where they put the, the wristband on you, um, as a patient is opposite of the knee that they're working on. So there's multiple safeguards and make sure they don't cut off or not cut off, cut into the, the wrong knee. Right? So they go in there. I'm all prepped, got the gown on all the, all the stuff. And they take me into the surgery center, which all I remember is extremely bright lights everywhere. Everything is like minty fresh, like just beautiful, absolutely impeccable facility. It's a couple years old, but just absolutely awesome. I go in there and they move me to a very small table 
very narrow that has kind of like shaped like a cross. Um, and they put your arms out like you're being put on a cross and to strap you down. And then the next thing I know, the, the, the nose piece is going over my nose and that's it lights out. I don't remember another thing. That was the end of it. I went out so fast. The next thing I, I recall was waking up post-surgery and Marjorie is sitting there. And this is one thing that she said uh, before surgery on the way there, because I was happy and and she was saying, well, you just wait till after surgery. You think you're going to be your chippy, chippery, or whatever she said. You're, you're going to be this really lighthearted self and happy. You just wait till after surgery. Well, I got to tell you, maybe some of the anesthesia was still there, but I was happy. And I can tell you this too, zero pain. I woke up, I was prescribed Percocet, have never taken one ever. And uh, got out of there, um, was there for just a little bit. And she got me in the car, drove me home, had a massive bandage on there. And then I had put a word out because there, you know, ICE, you know, there, there's an acronym, um, RICE, rest, ice, compression, elevation. So me being wanting to get working and get back to fitness and everything else in life. And also I do funeral honors. Obviously we are, I am on my feet. I need to be able to walk. So a friend from church, uh, let us borrow this. I think it's called Iceman. It's basically a bucket with a little pump in it and you fill it with ice box, ice boxes, ice cubes, whatever. You basically create ice water and then you have this wrap that goes around whatever body part you have, whether it's an elbow, arm, knee, leg, shin, wherever it, wherever it needs to be. And it circulates ice water, but it also you crank it on there pretty tight with a Velcro strap. So you get, and then you elevate it. So I elevated it, got ice, compression, all, all the stuff. Got to borrow that and immediately... I took the, all the bandage off, I think it was a day later, took a shower, saw the incision points, everything looked great, just two little crosses below my kneecap where he went in, and I started religiously elevating my knee and icing a couple times a day for over an hour each time, and I just kept doing that day after day after day, and tried to be very careful. I was out in the garage gym the very next day after surgery, not really doing a workout um, per se, but I got on the air bike and as slow as you can possibly imagine turning it is what I did. Just the very slightest range of motion like on a bicycle and just kind of moved it just to, just to get some movement there instead of just sitting down and was able to walk around uh, slowly around the house, never used crutches, tried to keep a majority of pressure off of that. And it was really just a progression. You know, there's not a whole lot to say from that point forward, as far as things just got better and better and better and better and better. And eventually I stopped icing. I had a follow-up appointment. They took the stitches out. And then I just had my last follow-up with Dr. Blake probably two weeks ago and told him how it's been, how great it's been. 
And he said, just slowly keep adding things in. He told me I had no limitations. And I said, I said, there's just one thing I feel, and it is very hard to describe. It's anytime I run and it's almost like a cloudiness around that site where he performed the surgery. Very hard to explain. It's not pain, maybe a little bit of discomfort, but wasn't pain. And he said that would eventually go away. So today with a 5k run, the alternative to the run was to go on a ruck, which I was going to do. Actually, I was going to do a ruck, but then I was curious. It's been two and a half months since my surgery in mid-April. Why not give it a shot? Why not go out there and if it hurts, stop and walk. If it's if I'm going too fast, slow down, take it easy. But give myself a chance to at least try it out and see how things feel. And I, I, I couldn't be happier. It went extremely well. And just this uh, last couple of days, there was a workout that I did. And for accessory work, it was three by one back squat. So that's that kind of workout. Typically, you're going very, very high, very, very close to your very, your your max. And back squat next to the deadlift is without a doubt one of my very favorite movements to do. And I really wanted to get back under a heavy, a heavy barbell and see what I could do. And I got up to 300 pounds. I got three zero zero in my lifetime best for the back squat is three fifteen from early 2020. So to be north of 95% of my lifetime best and, and I felt nothing the next day, like I didn't even do it is just huge testament to the success of that surgery and to taking it easy as I recovered, taking it easy prior to getting my knee uh, fixed. And then for the last couple of months to slowly take things slowly, work them in. But I had not really done any kind of longer run until today. That was the first time. Um, I have been jumping on boxes. I have been doing air squats. And I have been doing other different kind of squats, just not up near my max like that. So it has been just a cascading, you know, trend of positive things that have happened with my knee. Now I realize not everyone's going to have this type of result. I can just tell you what my story is and that making smart decisions from day one, recognizing the problem, working around it. But then we live in a country where we have insurance and programs that we can get help and we have technology and quality doctors that are out there. And if you have problems, whatever they happen to be, and you're putting them off and you have insurance, just let me encourage you to get things taken care of. And if you're local to me and you have knee issues or something orthopedic related, Dr. Blake at Omni Orthopedic or Omni United, I believe is the name now in Canton. Highly, highly recommend him. Uh, has been just an incredible experience. And then as I sit here today, about a couple hours after my 5K run, I can tell you it feels awesome. And actually during that run, it just got better and better. That run wasn't anywhere near my fav- my fastest, without, without a doubt. It wasn't even close. But I think I finished just under 24 minutes 
And the last time I raced a 5K, I think I was around 22 or in the 21s. I'm 50 years old. I have a funky running gait. I'm not a fluid runner. God did not make me to be, you know, a fast runner, but I do enjoy it. And I can kind of lean into the discomfort or as they say, embrace the suck. Um, I, I enjoy that. And today was just a test. It was a test to see how could I do it at like 60 to 70%, not giving it everything I had, but pushing, kind of pushing the pedal down a little bit to see how I would do. And it's just been great. So I, I feel, I feel richly blessed that, you know, I came into contact with that organization, with that doctor, that the people and that their skills performed a, probably a simple surgery for them, but it had just massive impacts on me in my recovery and my ability to do what I love. So he showed me pictures when I had my last follow-up and how it was all smooth in there. And then there was this other stuff. It kind of looked like, uh, kind of like, uh, if you took a cotton ball and, and kind of pulled it apart and put it over your knee inside, it's kind of like a fuzz and he cleaned that off as well. Uh, and he showed me pictures of the finished product and how good it looked in there. So they didn't do another set of x-rays, but they took these high resolution photos during the surgery, uh, what it looked like. So I got to see those. So very thankful for that. So my encouragement to you is just address things sooner than later. And we only get this one life and we live in a country that has insurance and technology and talent that can help us. And if you do have, and if you do have issues, you can always find a way to work around them to still move the needle forward in your fitness journey and health to live as long as you possibly can, happy and mobile and able to do things with people that you love. That's the ultimate goal. It's not for any kind of personal bests or anything like that. Those are great. But my goal when I get out there is to be able to do things with Margie for as long as I can, to be able to walk my girls down the aisle, to be able to play with my grandkids someday, to be able to hike the Appalachian Trail from Georgia to Maine uh, someday, but I need to have my body in check to do those things. So that's it. I thank you for being here and listening to my story about how to recover from knee surgery. And until next time, hope you have a great, great week. And as always, feel free to reach out anytime. Nick Billock Realtor at gmail.com or find me on Instagram at garageboxnick if you want to see all the daily fitness shenanigans that I do and other little bits of life sprinkled in there. So thanks a lot. Have a great week, and we will see you next time. Thank you for joining me on today's How To Anything podcast. Please feel free to share it with friends and family, and I hope you'll join me next time. Be sure to subscribe so you won't miss out. You can find me on Instagram at garageboxnick or via email at nickbillockrealtor at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to make today great.